0: I see. Queen Mab hath been with you. She is the fairy's midwife and comes in shape no bigger than an agate stone on the forefinger of an ottoman, drawn with a team of little Adamie over men's noses as they lie asleep. Her chariot is an empty hazelnut. Her wagoner, a small gray-coated gnat, not half so big as a round little worm pricked from the lazy finger of a maid. And in this state... She gallops night by night through lovers' brains and then they dream of love or lawyers' fingers who straight dream on fees or ladies' lips who straight on kisses dream. Sometimes she driveth over a courtier's nose and then dreams he of selling out a suit. Mm. I fucked up, so I'm going to stop right there. I messed up. I messed up. I was like, I'm going to go till I mess up. And then I don't want to, uh, you know, I, I want to I was, I was into anymore. the narrative.
1: I was into the narrative because I mean, because she. so I'm guessing that's from Romeo and Juliet. I'm, I, it sounds familiar enough, obviously, because it sounds like Shakespeare. But I'm thinking it was Romeo talking. I mean, it was Mercutio Merc, Merc, how you say his name? Mercutio. Mercutio talking crap about. Uh, Romeo's other girlfriend. At the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he's like yeah, Rosalind. Yep, she's like, mm-hmm. dog, she's trash, bro. But like, she's trash, bro. Like, and I'm gonna tell you how she's trash. Now, Juliet, her cup runneth over. That's the Bible. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the Bible, but yes, <laughs> that works. <laughs> Welcome you all. Welcome to the sixth episode of Potical Sons podcast. All right, if you have been following along, you have seen the evolution, you have Uh, witnessed our growth, Um, this baby, we're your baby. So thank you so much for nursing us at that teat of yours.
1: Speaking of that, uh, last time you opened up the show, you opened up with uh, a acapella scholarly version of Throat Babies, which I hear is a popular song. And I still haven't, I don't, I don't, I don't know of it. I haven't heard it. Your rendition of it is the only version of it that is in my brain. It's very catchy,
0: Brandon. And when when you hear it, my rendition is the better version. Okay. Really, when it comes down to it. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Good. Uh, How's
1: it going? How are you doing? First time on Zoom.
0: I know, right? Right. First time on Zoom. This is actually a lot of people's normal, um, everyday go about um, it. Everyday, always. Yeah. Now, as it goes for like us doing the podcast and you being like in my presence versus versus not being in my presence, it, Brandon, I'm I'm sad. I'm saddened by it. You're sad. Your, I'm saddened by it. I miss your en- energy. You have Thank good energy. You. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. No I, no,
1: they got to kind of. Yeah, I I think this does open us up to. Um, Actually, I really don't know what it opens us up to, but uh, definitely got to see if we can tap in to that brotherly love energy that that we exude so beautifully and so wonderfully and so naturally that uh, people are tending to like. Speaking of people tending to like, thank you guys for listening and watching and uh, subscribing. Yes, I need you to do that as well. We're getting a lot of feedback from our family at this point in time. A lot of notes. We love the notes because we want to make it better mm-hmm. for everyone. But we are going to stay away from Uncle Monty's and stick to uh, Uncle Ruckuses and Uncle Ben's <laughs> and whatever other uncles that everyone knows about. Uh, uh, there we go. Our, our, we our, go. Fa- our, our father told us we, it got boring when we was talking about our, our personal lives. We got some other uh, opinions uh, saying that, you know, we got to do us. But we only know how to do us. And we're just trying to do us at the best uh, to our abilities. So uh, we apologize if we lose you. But the point of podcast is, I don't know you guys know, just to have them just on had them on playing Mm -hmm. you you zone in you zone out uh I'm so happy Michelle uh, was listening to the podcast and I and I knew she was listening to it because she laughed and mentioned something that happened and then later on she finished it and then I mentioned something happened in the podcast she was like oh I must have not been listening at that point (laughs) and she was like all apologetic I was like no babe it was on it was it was it was running and I appreciate you
0: so we're doing we're doing a Zoom because, as you can see, if you're when the video comes out, Brandon is yes. in a Guatemalan oh uh, motel gosh. with this. people.
1: I, when I was doing I did this. I did Barstool Breakfast when I was working at Barstool. We did the radio show. I did my Zooms from this room and everyone always made fun of this room. It's just the best <laughs> room in Michelle's house. Everyone said that there was an ice machine in and in a, in a, v- <laughs> a vending machine outside. Let's make a fun of this room.
0: No, it is a no, vice. there's a it's a guest room. It, it looks it looks like oh my you know, it's one of those scenes from uh Pulp Fiction or you oh know, God one of help. these. Yeah, yeah. Well, just you know, you, there's a hooker somewhere oh hiding in there. Yeah. No, not, not nowhere no. in there, just
1: just a bunch of white walls interesting uh, yeah just why it was but I, I like i i love that you brought attention to it too because it seems like he like before we did this lance obviously has our our logo his background and he was like emphatically suggesting that i change my background i was like no nah, i'm good
0: emphatically <laughs> y'all emphatically i was like You i mean you sure you don't want to just it's like no no good little, good little
1: color it's like no oh, I'm, I'm good well this, so this is
0: where i am <laughs> <laughs> I so
1: mention, like, I let's just bring it back. I am in Florida. Uh, it is right, December. Right, right. We're uh getting ready for the Christmas holiday that Lance will denounce uh later on. We didn't get it in the rundown, but I'm sure we'll get it pushed. Um, putting it in there right now, yes, yeah, do that. Go ahead and do that. Um, yes, yeah, so we're here for a long holiday. Obviously, I am unemployed to an extent you know working on some freelance things but i don't have to be in one's physical location and michelle works from home as well so um obviously we're moved when we come back to louisville we'll be moving into our home and in the interim we're just spending a lot of time in florida uh Love. relaxing in sarasota letting carter get his his tan back on before we get back to louisville and mm-hmm. get to the, the the jury snow uh jury jury mm-hmm. jury dreary 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 one of my favorite segments and parts of this entire podcast is you s- pronouncing Jeremy as Jeremy.
0: Just to- Well, now, one of my favorite ones is you calling dreary, deary, or dury, whatever Drury, you, jury, 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 more like jury. Like Brandon, you Brandon finds himself Drury. He slips. It, he slips into talking like our grandmother sometimes. So <laughs> instead of saying furniture, he'll say furniture. Put
1: it on our grandmother, like instead Frigidaire. of saying
0: like. Frigidaire. Actually, that's know. a that's a brand name we learned. We just thought that was how she pronounced refrigerator. Is that? No, refrigerator. So, uh, that's a uh, to our white followers. Hello. Um, yeah. A thing in the black culture is calling things by their name brand. So, like, it's yeah. not, you know, it's not a uh, sofa. It's a lazy boy, right? Like, it's not mm, a yes, right? It's not a refrigerator. It's a frigidaire. It's not a stove. You know, it's a I don't know. What kind of no, no, you know. that yeah. might not be it. May take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, that might not be good. Yeah.
1: But this is a cultural thing that isn't just within Black people. Because here's a perfect example of it: uh, a lot of people call sodas cokes, right? Mm-hmm. A lot that's of people call thing. tissues, Kleenexes. Right? Come on, there we they're go. not, not t- yep. like so. This is the Vaseline, petroleum that's jelly. That's a great. That's it's a great Vaseline. example. That's a great example. Mm. But like, it's it's not solely on us. But when it comes to refrigerators like that is such a hard by the way talking about hard words to spell growing up kindergartner still messes me up and why is what? it why is it why is the youngest version of schooling spelled the most difficult out of any schooling term
0: i mean college is elementary. easier to spell than than, than kindergartner kindergartner
1: Whew, I can't and even it say. don't help
0: it doesn't it doesn't help to like use synonyms let's say like elementary school because that's the same Oh, element. Yeah. Mix of words and E's and M's. So like me and both me and Brandon, I don't know about Brandon. I know for me, I've never had a good spelling test in my life. So like I've never aced a spelling test. And in middle school, seventh grade, we had like a parent teacher conference and we were supposed to choose one of our assignments to show our parents. I picked my spelling test instead of this like six page uh, research paper on ways to make schools safer that my teacher was like she was just glowing about she was like oh she wanted you you need to it was like the she background like, she wanted you this to paper. yeah
1: she wanted you to flex on about the the paper that you wrote and you was like nah be
0: the nah. spelling tests what this is the first time i ever got a, a on, like a perfect score on a spelling test baby my mom was about to see this i ain't oh worried about no
1: <laughs> it's so funny because no, I I struggle I struggle with uh, spelling and that's why
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, it's it's so Me funny too. that my job for a long period of time was posting things on social media because it is just constantly back checking and because like I am a horrendous spell. Honestly, I I'm convinced that I don't really know the ling- English English. that you see that? I don't know <laughs> the English language as much as I just know how to mimic what I've heard and how to communicate and understand like. It's it's it sounds like I'm, uh, it sounds like I'm describing spelling and in words in general. But mm-hmm. I'll just break it down this way. Up until I was a sophomore in college, I got Wednesday and Saturday mixed up. Like it just sounded the same to me. Like hey, let's meet up on Wednesday, and not the day part. I'm just telling you, like that's the extent of like
0: how messed up my brain is sometimes oh um, um i so i'll say let's tunny instead of that's funny like i'll mm-hmm. say I, i'll get i'll mess up that's just you randomly to pig latin and just in like taking off the it might part. be yeah it like might a, be and we
1: also did learn we probably learned pig latin too early we probably should have had yeah a grasp straight on up english english language before if,
0: if Uye, one igle and ease play amit k in the amit k action say and eway ilway Ivgay Uye, a ask me okay oh yes spread love mask as a as a treat
1: for for mm-hmm. the for the piglet comments uh, I like that mm-hmm. um, I was looking at topics trying to think of like what to talk about today and we are unfortunately mm-hmm. losing the themed part of the podcast so Lance has a continuous theme running down this may be a Zoom. Uh, casualty of sorts, but uh, Lance is going to push through it. And it's not that was not a directive. That's just he said it before. I'm not, I'm not oh, they
0: will them. have a theme.
1: <laughs> we're going to find one. They we're
0: will have a one. theme. Okay. if we have to put them through. All right. Yes, we're going to find. We're going to find one.
1: <laughs> Lance just put his glasses on. So uh, we are going to find a theme. But something that uh, you know, we're driving down to Florida. Uh, we stopped mm. at. Let me. I got a shout out, to Slutty Vegan. It's an uh, all black. Our black-owned company by Pinky Cole, uh, Clark Atlanta graduate. Her and uh, Willie Clone's wife went to Clark Atlanta together. Um, and she started a company that, a business, all plant-based uh, burger joints. Call it, she calls it vegan soul food. And Lance, I try not to big up things because I don't want to like make it, I don't want to dramatically talk about it. So anyway, so when I had the podcast at Barstool, Two Bigs, she came on. I've seen and- it. Yeah, oh, she came ahead, on, Google. she was our third episode, and uh we had that via Zoom, obviously, and she talked about this restaurant, and that was when I like first got into it. And then I go to the website and like you got uh, offset from uh Migos talking, like shouting out Pinky and, and slutty vegan, and there's lines wrapped right around the corner, and they were doing so well during the pandemic that they were able to pay the rent of the plazas that were of the store, the black owned stores down the street that were all in the plaza. Like they made so much money from selling these burgers that they were selling. I was like, I got to try these things. So
0: that is amazing. RIP to Apollonia.
1: Uh, Our cousin Apollonia died uh, in Louisville back in, in July and or in June. And I drove up from Florida to go to the funeral, stopped at slutty vegan on the way uh, mm-hmm. I usually like saving my food to eat in front of the in front of the TV. Like, I don't care about yeah, it being cold, like anything. Yeah. You say of course, but that's different for other. People. No, no,
0: no. That's 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 a real thing. People right. do not sit down unless there's something to watch and eat. I definitely my food will get cold if I no can't find something to watch. I'm to
1: tell you that that's because we are who we are. Like, like that's oh, just, okay. that's like a, I'm saying that maybe just that may more of a us no. thing and it's like a general saw a everyone.
0: Everybody saw, my I saw a tweet. I saw That's a tweet. That's the point of tweets. It.
1: Points of tweets are to put it out to see who agrees with it. Uh, mm-hmm. So anyways, uh, so anyways, I I was stuck in traffic and I couldn't get to the hotel, so I just opened up the 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 food while I was sitting in traffic, and that that it changed my life and it was so so good. And I try not to make a big deal about it. And I don't like overselling stuff. So Michelle, on the way back when we were coming back to Florida, we stopped at Slutty Vegan, in a different location, by the way. Since the pandemic they opened up three different locations in atlanta from just like making bank on these burgers so we went to a different location that was opened up later it's literally like a trap house that was turned into a, a place to make food and i say trap house just because like it was like a random house in a neighborhood and i'm like how do they let people just a random awesome. food place in this neighborhood in atlanta awesome it was it was banging the, the parking lot was was packed we ate in the car and michelle has not stopped talking about slutty vegan since like she was like I don't know how, like, we're going to stop and see to visit Dad in South Carolina on the way back up, once we're, uh, after Christmas and whatnot. We're going to be Mm -hmm. in South Carolina for New Year's, and Michelle's like, I don't know. We might need to tell them we got to change the plans, because I got to catch, like, see if they can meet us in Atlanta. (laughs) 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 That burger is so good. It's, it's think it's unbelievable that it's it's plant-based, the whole thing, but the food is so good. But anyway, shouts out to Pinky Co and uh, Well, I'm saying that's a good,
0: that's a good segue. Like, it's, it's funny who is doing well during the pandemic and who isn't doing well during the pandemic. Um, Shout out to new pod flow. Steve said um, on his like, bro, I'm making the the most money I've ever made. Like he said, like I'm working, working all my homies who like working warehouses, uh, my one homie working this Mm -hmm. water, shout out Rob, uh, working a water plant. He's like, bro, I, I'm working, working like business is booming business is booming another homie of mine working construction so it's it's interesting to see who's doing well and you see a lot of food uh companies doing well right yeah, like you absolutely. see a lot of people a lot of people because because i don't know i feel like the days of a home-cooked meal are gone they're they're well, gone i'll say
1: this i'll say they're not gone but the home-cooked meal is definitely for you and whoever else in the house versus like an abundance of people coming over you know what I mean like is no, well I, 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 I think I, I say I'm cooking more than I ever have especially with no job and just being able to like have this to scale like I'm in the kitchen my cast iron skillet I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm cooking I'm I'm like low-key chef but there are having.
0: people I'm saying there's people who don't chef right there's there always say there's you know uh chefs and um damn it slips my mind oh Fixers. There's chefs and fixers. There's people who, or cookers and fixers. There's people who cook food, and there's people who fix food. Mm, right? People who fix food. You know, people who fix food. They open. They can follow. They they follow directions. You know, they yeah. can uh, open up They can come on, man, and they gonna do it up. A cook is the type to dip their finger. I need some more of this. You right. know what I mean? Right. Put that in there. Oh, this need. They they in there powdering. Mm. It,
1: Lance's wife Latoya is a cook. She is mm-hmm. a cooker and she's a cook. We were, mm-hmm. it was in Florida. We had a uh, mom had a, a timeshare in Orlando, and y'all just came back for with some groceries. And out of nowhere, there was like salmon, corn, uh, green beans, pork chops. Like, and I was like, that was all in that bag. Y'all had the seasoning in that bag too. Like, Latoya cooks, and that's what that's what I think. I'm graduating from a fixer to being a cook. Because it is more nice. healthy to cook because you can, you nice. will know the ingredients going into things like and all the different additives you can kind of r- reduce or you're the one adding them in. Now, I will say home cooked meals in our households traditionally, if you're not looking at the cook, it is so delicious because there was a exorbitant amount of butter added or exorbitant amount of cheese or salt and the things that like may be less on the healthier side. But it still was cooking. Brandon turned me cooking on to
0: up. unhealthy taste. Brandon turned me on to unhealthy taste. He turned me on to butter in your waffles before you put them in the microwave. He he turned me on to like using butter exuberantly, like in mashed potatoes. And uh, I would say I've also, been
1: creative. I would be, I've been creative on how I've gained my weight over time. Like a lot of people, yeah, just see regular very fat much people, so. and it's like, oh, they just like get the number one from McDonald's and keep it moving. It's like, no, mm-hmm. I. I'm a specialty item person, especially when mm-hmm. they on the fast food. As much as you curate your fast food, and I'm using curation specifically because I'm thinking of food as mm-hmm. art. As long as mm-hmm. you curate your fast food, just give a little bit of, a, of an addendum, and they got to mm-hmm. make it fresh. It, it mm-hmm. can't it can't be pre made. You know what I'm saying? But you know, also as an in- introvert, when my food is wrong in any way, shape, or form, if I get my order wrong at all, I'm just like, all right, that's God telling me I wasn't supposed to add yep. that. Yeah, just gotta keep it talking to the game.
0: Man, talking to the game. Not about to to the game. To, I am not about to go up in here and talk about y'all got, you know, da da da. And the biggest thing, actually, you know what? There's one thing that I will: pickles on my shit. Like, because I know, I know, I said no pickles. I know I said no pickles, and that vinegar taste just ruins the whole meal. Like, throw I love the
1: pickles. In. You don't like pickles, and so interesting to I me. Mean, I love. Pickles so much so that like I know for a fact when you ask for extra pickles at Chick Fil A, they just give you two more. So it becomes a sandwich with two pickles it turns into
0: a sandwich with four,
1: and that's not enough. I need a whole hey, layer of pickles. Hey, hey, hey!
0: It's a cucumber, all right. It's okay. a cucumber. Stop giving no, no. What other what other foods are, do we call the process? All right, P- pickling is a process. So that's my first beef with pickles. Like uh, it's a process. French fries are fries. It's it, it, it's it's potatoes being fried. Okay i'll give you those give it's a you those. big one to give you it's a big one i mean fires, fries, fries fries is cracking but you don't fries you don't call anything else fries right like you don't call no no uh, no, no, no. No, no, no it's it's always the process then whatever it is fried elephant ear fried oreo yeah. fried pickled ice pig cream, feet. right pickled pig feet pickled uh relish pickled it's, it's mm. always pickled something else right i do not appreciate this disgusting water-filled green thing being called a pickle. One, two. I don't appreciate that they put it on everything to make me not taste my food. <laughs> like,
1: not, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's they, not the
0: intention. If it was the intention, diabolical. it would not.
1: <laughs> Do you not like like what is it? Do you like uh like South like Carolina barbecue?
0: It's vinegary. Yes it
1: vin- like oh. you know what I mean it's like a little bit. Then, no,
0: I don't. I'm not a fan of vinegar at all. So like, don't give me no vinegar on my salad. Um, I won't take any. I well, take apple cider vinegar when I'm sick. That's about the. Extent okay, but what do you mean
1: vinegar in your salad? Because like, most bases like of salads are some sort of vinegar at ranch. Imagine.
0: Okay. <laughs> are you going to use blue cheese as another example? Like th- 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 hey. those are on the opposite <laughs> ends of the spectrums. I don't even eat. Listen, if it ain't ranch, you know I will oh, eat the on- I'll, I'll just eat the leaves. That's the that's the Detroit in you. Ranch, uh,
1: the, the people from Detroit, you put ranch. At, ranch is as much of a dipping sauce
0: for your pizza as
1: it is anything else.
0: It's a condiment too. What is? You used to eat. You used to eat cold pizza, didn't you? Not like you like would eat the cold. Like you didn't have to. Eat, but I you mean, eat. yeah, I, I do think that there are some
1: flavor things that are exacerbated with the temperature that get drowned out if you, if you heat it, if you heat it, it gets melted and mended to specific. So like, yes, I wouldn't do it as like a, oh, college bro, pizza's left out. Let me get one of those. Like I would be like purposeful in eating the thing cold because I want to taste those flavors in it. I'll probably heat up the rest of it, but I will eat a slice cold or a couple bites. That's probably what I do. That's what I used to do. I'll take a couple bites of it cold and then heat up the rest. I, and not because I, I want to, to eat walk. it so fast. It's just because like, I want to taste the black olives, if you will, uh, cold with the cheese.
0: Yeah, you do, you and do pineapples. You do pine I do. I'm pineapples a big on pineapple on- and pizza
1: yeah. person. I am a big pineapple. I, I, I was first to that.
0: Hey, y'all, when it comes to like, you know how you have siblings to so our audience. You don't think your sibling. Which one of your siblings is the nastiest? Like does the <sighs> nasty shit? And Brandon is that sibling for me. Like he, he experiments, he experiments with just the grossest things. There's He's always so been that. Many. It's so always been taste, that guy.
1: I definitely don't dip things. I'm mm-hmm. I mean, like, if I'm going to have something, even for the first time, I I pour it all over it because, like, that's the thing. But I do want to say we're 22 minutes riding on the beat and we haven't got to a topic yet. Uh, I and there is one on the docket that is uh, very near and dear. Um, the okay. decriminalization of. Cannabis. How'd I want to say that I'm going to say that I'm going to say, say the technical question, cannabis because they started calling marijuana to make mm-hmm. it more Hispanic to to try to deter people at a specific yeah. time from it being right. Mexican. Like when Mexican, like Mexican was a bad thing, they call it weed. To uh, drop something. Okay, go pick it up. Um, they call it weed to to take away from stuff. Um, oh yeah, this guy. Um, but cannabis. Cannibal, cannabinoids 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 that's what it is oh, I drop mean, something a, to get home. it's a it's a it's a big business some would say it's a sticky business <laughs> the sticky oh! is a big. <laughs> but they're now the house she representatives have, have have mm-hmm. passed a bill decriminalizing marijuana on a federal level making it so mm-hmm. that all the different things that people want to do with marijuana and we can be is is uh, pushed on a, on a state level, so um, a sweeping measure that aims to reduce the radical inequalities in drug arrest. This is me reading from CBS.com. The measure, which will remove marijuana from the list of federally controlled substances and expunge federal convictions for nonviolent marijuana offenses, now goes to the Senate, where it will likely un- will likely was unlikely to pass. But the House passed the marijuana opportunity re okay marijuana opportunity reinvestment and expungement act more uh and the vote in the house was uh 228 to 164 six democrats with six voted.
0: democrats voting against it and yes. five republicans voting for it congressman matt gizzi Gazit, Florida it was the only republican to co-sponsor the bill which had over a hundred democrats Democratic sponsors surprise surprise the Republican Florida guy voted f- to pass uh, the marijuana bill. right yeah. this long overdue legislation would reverse the failed policies of criminalizing marijuana on the federal level and that's, would take steps to address the heavy toll this policy has taken across the country that's all, we need. That's all on, we need we don't need to read all that but, we don't need well that was that was chair that was a uh, judicial committee chair uh, Gerald Nader Nadler, so, so go ahead. Go ahead. oh yeah. Please no. Let me take off. Take off. Um. Oh, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. <laughs> like, what are y'all going? Like, what are y'all going to do? Is we talk about decriminalize? We talk about expunging records. Cool, cool, cool. There are men who have spent people's lifetimes in hmm. jail. because of those things so the first forget an expungement act stop worrying about i got uh a couple uh charges marijuana charges on my on my like jacket and i'm not worried about them as much as somebody in jail is worried about being in jail for that thing right? right so like i feel like the front head of that is I free all my sons, like free everybody, like get get everybody. Come on out. Come on out. We, 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 we come on out. Come on. Yes, non-violent, yes. nonviolent, nonviolent, nonviolent. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Like release them all. Ain't no parole. And, and there needs to be a restitution process that now gives those people jobs in the marijuana industry, not give them jobs from Ooh. a corporation, but give them the ownership of, An actual business. So like, hey, bro, you've been sitting down for 10 years on this petty marijuana charge. We're going to uh, release you. We first need you to come up with a business plan. Once you get out, we will give you all the capital you need to start that plan. We will give you the building, give you all the things you need to start that. And, you know, float or or fail. We'll see what you do.
1: Let me jump in here to say that sounds more like reparations, which I know you're a fan of, but I know our government definitely is not a fan of, uh, especially when it comes to marijuana. It's like, it's like the newest, biggest craze. It's almost like whenever beef was like getting regularized or even like talk about, obviously this is a, um, prohibition. This is a time of prohibition where alcohol and some of the biggest alcohol companies of ones that were existing, selling the product illegally when it was illegal. Right. So, like, for I'm saying that now to say that I just came from California where all the people in the tech industry were saying the hardest business to get into right now is the legal sell of marijuana dispensaries, branding. Um, there's a few um, basketball players. Al Harrington has has a company. Um, Matt Barnes is working working with uh, on, on a, a line as well on a strain. But it's, it's coveted. It's like velvet rope stuff to get into the business and start being able to profit from the business so much so that people that are coming in now, bigger names, they're like, okay, yeah, we'll carry the business stuff. You can be the spokesperson and be the face of it once we start rolling things out. But it's it's, it's extremely hard to get into the marijuana business now for profit and for regulation. And that's, things. And, and that's why I, I say that. I say that to say this is the power going to them and taking it away from the people who were put in jail for doing something that all these people are profiting from now. It
0: it was called war on drugs and it dragged on for nearly 50 years. All right. The alcohol prohibition lasted mere, lasted a mere fraction of that period. That's from USA today. um, Or a reporter from USA today. When we think about the prohibition of alcohol and we compare it to the prohibition of marijuana, when we think about prohibition and who it um, villainized or who it criminalized. And then we think about what, who marijuana criminalized, like marijuana between like Clinton, Bush, little Bush, Reagan, Nixon, like that whole period, that whole period is nothing but marijuana. It's the reason why the prison population from like it went, it grew, uh, two or three times fold. Um, The new Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander, y'all check that out. She goes into detail about specifically how the war on drugs targeted the black community. Right. Um, And you talk about it's not even reparations for us. Restitution. It's like we get at least we can do It start propping people up specifically to benefit from the thing
1: that that was the source of all their pain is more reparations than restitution.
0: I mean, whatever I, it, it, people need to be made whole um, and it's it's, it's going to be impossible to do that. So but w- that's what we talk. We were talking about entrepreneurship when we were like running through uh, the rundown for the show. Like. <laughs> you have this scores of people, I don't know about your your peers, but my peers are all wanting something of their own. Right. It's like being your own boss, being your own um, I was talking to Sydney Scott about it last night. Like being your own Shout out sky, high. Uh, sky high. Where we go. Being your own person or a boss is like it's not even a trend. It's like people are like, "This is what I have to do," right? Like I have it, to I, work for myself.
1: I, I would. I can. It can be that and a trend because I do think that it's uh, not necessarily certain trends become the norm, and I do think that the mm-hmm. uh, the reality that working for someone else even though that they can prop that 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 work for someone else can prop you up and give you all the things that you it was almost the american dream was to it's almost weird it's weird because it's back to like this ownership thing but it got to the point for us where it was like working for something working for a corporation an existing entity that already has success and being into attaching your name to that is the be all end all, and you can work your way up from that. Now it's very much so on a, and I think it maybe is a lot of these younger people that are pushing it, like Sydney Sky, um, like that are showing the importance of things. Like we're learning a lot from young people right now. Those are the people that have been out in the streets protesting more, more so than anyone during during mm-hmm. the, this summer protest that we're just uh, coming out of. But it is more of a uh, a reality that happiness can come more from working from yourself, working for yourself and working. I think that comes from the, the passion of what you work for. Because a lot of people, for, I don't know about you, but Lance, but for me growing up, the reason I wanted to play in the NFL growing up was because a lot of people that we grew up with, a lot of our, our you know, the adults that are important to us, hated their jobs or were very, very just like downtrodden. Like I remember we would go to big family get togethers and, Everyone was kind of dragging their feet, and you know, they asked what's going on. Oh, work, and I was like, "Damn, I mm-hmm. do not want to do anything that I don't want to do for work." That's why I've like been working so hard to get into the media landscape. But after pivoting from football, like, and I, mm-hmm. I was watching the game with Michelle. Obviously, she is a uh, fifth or sixth generation Notre Dame student that, to be at Notre Dame, so Notre Dame football is kind of like a part of her her upbringing. But for me, as we was watching the Ravens game that was on that last Wednesday night, uh, the Steelers-Ravens game, they got postponed because of COVID. I told Michelle, I was like, this Ravens football team is the reason I went to Notre Dame. She's like, what do you mean? Mm. I was like, I wanted to play in the NFL. Like, I wanted to play for the Ravens. Like, Notre Dame put a lot of people in the NFL. I went there to try to get to like So my loyalty and, like, what I care about is based on this idea of not hating work. Like that's I try to base up my whole life around it's like not hating work. And now we're trying to do entrepreneurial things ourselves and, and, and freelancing. You've kind of been on the front end of this because your entire life has been like I tell people all the time. I've been telling people for years. I'm very proud of what my brother's been able to do because he is a poet for real, for real. And that's and that is how he makes his bread and butter how much bread and butter is made is based on the contracts that come through, but that is his specialty and what he does. So I just, I wanted to play that. I mean,
0: no, I appreciate you. And um, they say that uh, millionaires have seven streams of income. So back in 2009, I wrote down the seven ways that I could monetize my talents from writing, from acting, from Poetry, because poetry has been what's gotten me in front of people and in the rooms. It is the uh, professionalism and and quality of work into curriculum, into uh, like custom pieces, into voiceovers, like um, merchandise, like people. uh, That is what like propelled me into my own entrepreneurship, because like it's, it's not a. Yeah, man. The poetry has been the po the poetry is how I how I snuck in. But right. you can't really monetize poetry, unfortunately. Like unless you're well, that's funny because um, like
1: uh, we we grew up listening to these uh, what what album had that that poem on it? It was a lot of, I guess a lot of Kanye albums had poems in and out of them. Yeah. Um and that was mm-hmm. like one of those things were, like in our mind we was like, ooh, like Lance could just do that. Like, Lance could just mm-hmm. be, like, be a poet so much that, like, he gets added on to uh, an album. A that, track. Uh, right. Terrible. Yeah, exactly. Terrible. Uh, well, I mean, that's you think what it the is? Height of
0: Poetry is a 360 deal. No, sir. I mean,
1: not, not, maybe not a 360 deal, but a contract in, in your voice in perpetuity. Every time it gets played, you're getting some yeah. kickback from it.
0: I always knew, though, that that wasn't going to be the thing. And I feel like this generation is multi talented. Like, I never, I never. Felt like poetry was going to be the end all be all of what I produced or how I made money or worked for myself. Um, I, I think that we, I think that this generation is multi talented and nobody needs to uh, limit themselves. I, be, I put this on my Twitter and it got a lot of uh, conversation. But you know the phrase, a jack of all trades, master of none. Absolutely. Do you know that fool? You know that full quote.
1: It's a Bible verse, right?
0: No, it's not a Bible verse.
1: Uh, What's the what's the full thing then?
0: A jack of all trades, master of none, but better than the master of one. Mm. So, like, they never. We always in in popular culture, right? We always ended with like saying, "Oh, it's bad that you are interested in all these things. It's bad that your focus can't be put on just one thing. You can't make that one." perfect right it's like i don't want to do that like in football (laughs) athletics i I, I would would say though there there is um
1: it almost feels like a representation of how people or how specialties are funded right like you think about um Mm. remember the movie oh Othello with makai pfeiffer and josh hartnett and the julie styles whatever uh josh hartnett was known as speaking of Shakespeare adaptations, uh, Josh Hartnett was known as the utility guy, right? On the basketball court, like it can do it all. The person that can do it all usually doesn't get compensated as much as the person that does one thing specifically very well. And I, I, I got pushed into that when I was at Notre Dame, I I had an internship at WNDU and I was able to see the landscape of this NBC affiliate news network for South Bend and, that was one of the first things I met. Recognized, I was like, "Oh, the most talented guys I've rec- I have met here are ones that are wearing sweatpants to work and in these in these boots, chopping and editing all these things, or like setting up their shots and going out on the on the you know uh, what it, it are those called like action reporters, the people that go out on the field field reporters. That's what it's mm-hmm. like. Those mm-hmm. guys versus like the two people that are in the office that are in front of the camera reading the lines that are on the prompter." Are getting paid Buku mm. for everyone, and the one thing that they're good at is reading things on a prompter, giving information, and being straight-faced doing it. Right, so like that at that point in time, I was like, "Oh man, I might it may be better for me to focus on a specialty than to get good at a bunch of different things." But I've recognized as well, coming up in life, that like, if I didn't know how to do all the things I knew how to do, then there would be no one willing to do it for me. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I have to Mm -hmm. learn. I had to be a jack of all trades just to get my voice out of there. Like the thing that I want to be best at is this thing on the mic, on the wax, how I communicate, how being entertaining and all the other stuff like that. But I can't focus on my energy on that because there's other things that need to be done that only I know how to do. So it's kind of a catch 22. But now what you're talking about is there is, there seems to be a more shift to a multitude of what you know and people compensating or or I guess at least showing respect for the multitude of things that you're capable of doing at a proficient level
0: yeah I mean there's a lot because you gotta think hire three people or hire one person that can do the three things right and but, so,
1: but that person per- that getting hired for one is not getting the paycheck for those three people combined
0: true right that's but that's what I mean like we talk about special. You talk about the person that like sits in front, the newscaster that sits in front of the teleprompter, getting boo because they're a TV personality, so on and so forth. It's like I'm sure that they had to go through the mud too. You know, they had to, they had to uh, write their own reports, right? They had to, because I, I know a lot of reporters write their own like dialogue, right? The a man was the found. Field, the today. field reporters do though. Like yeah, but those, the are the saying, but those are the ones
1: I'm saying. But those are I'm saying that
0: are. They're not at the but that's what you're saying too. Like those people that's 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 what I'm saying. There's an evolution, there's a there's a step, and that's another thing. So that's one thing that I feel like this generation has. They're multifaceted, yet they believe that they should be at a certain point at a certain time. Right. Everybody puts a entitled. stopwatch on certain entitled is a great word. Like I need to get this because of this. Um, I'll be telling people all the time, man. I work so many jobs. I, I did not sleep for three years like like there was three years of i literally have three jobs not you know and it goes through everything and
1: some, mil- and some millionaires will have that story and they say they didn't do that for 10 and during that time period they wore the same pair of jeans the entire time you know what i mean like there's a yeah exactly there's a level of yeah, sacrifice to get what you want and obviously there's obviously a, a a level of like you have to prove to people you are who you say you are and mm-hmm. and it doesn't. There's not one fell swoop, one thing that happens. Consistency is the truest measurement of performance. And over time, now. you have to continue to show up. Come on. and like, and that's, that's what you've been doing. That's the hard part. Your
0: whole career, right? Like nah, that's what you've been extent, doing. Your whole ex, career, to
1: an extent, though. To an extent, because like, it's been the things that I would like to have been doing. I haven't like the who I am. I still feel like no one knows who I am because I haven't put that yeah. out there in in okay. full in full blown yeah you know what i mean like me saying mm-hmm. that i want to host the prices right at, when i'm 45 is laughable to people who have seen what i've done up until this point but for who i who i think i am inside and the level Come of on. consistency i want to bring to that persona like that's right on on par with where i should be in my you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying but yeah mm-hmm. there is there is that and there i mean like there was that time in new york where i mean i when i first got there i had three different jobs. One of them was working at the late show with David Letterman, but that was, that was the least paying of all of them. Yeah, like I, right, you know, like there was right, a, right. And there's, and I guess we can kind of use this to, to kind of go into it. We're going to get to it later, but the entrepreneurship and then apprenticeship and the type of sacrifice. No, we were in the entrepreneurship.
0: Okay, good. And good, we're good. going to the apprenticeship, like the apprenticeship that's needed for, um, you know, for you to succeed, in whatever it is you're doing, like the patience that, that you need, like uh, persistence had, as well. Pers- I had two hotel jobs and I was teaching poetry for free to anybody who would take my workshop, right? Like um, I had it all written out. Uh, it was just like a constant process of getting the work and doing the work. And y'all, I don't have no BFA or MFA in poetry you know what I'm saying like or creative writing for that matter but it's the 10,000 hour rule or 10 million hour rule or uh, whatever it is like you put in enough time to where you just know these things like you know these lingos I had to do my research like there was a whole period of me brushing up on the requirements for different education levels when it came to poetry and then also like refreshing my collegiate poetry um but i picked the stuff that i wanted to pick so anyway um that learning process all this regular um i have this apprenticeship because i do visual arts as well this is another stream of revenue that um right now is laughable but you let me it's keep one of your seven it. now it's one of my seven come on now and when it start bringing in money y'all pfft, Y'all really gonna be messed up because well, I, okay. I only it, it,
1: it, it, yeah. the I the only vengeance be- part of it, it can can be paused on just, just the <laughs> the focusing on doing it is what we want. Where we where would
0: rappers at. be if it wasn't for oh my god English teachers telling them they weren't going to be ish?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I believe.
0: I believe. I believe it's in. It's 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 the fire that ambition. So you think that it, it, it,
1: proving other people that proving other people wrong is a sense of motivation?
0: You said me saying I'm going to be uh, the host of Family Feud at 45 is laughable, but Price is right. I'm as a person, Price is Right. But I, ooh, but I myself know that that is something that I want from you know you like. Yeah, that's all so internal. That's,
1: that's intrinsic. He, Yeah, yeah. That's intrinsic motivation. Oh, okay. It is. I mean, like, I'm not. I'm not out to prove anyone wrong. I'm saying people would it'll be laughable to see it because they're basing things on what they've seen thus far. Like in my mind, Mm. I think I have a good example of like. Yeah, but anyways, that's just. I I don't want to get lost in the weeds with this. Yeah, 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 and. Because I do want right. to talk about your, cause you you tweeted recently that this apprenticeship or something you're doing specifically is a lot of doing some other people's works, but the
0: mm-hmm. amount of
1: things you're learning are, are, is an important aspect of it too. So I just want you to speak to that.
0: Yeah, because like visual arts, so like people know me for poetry, but like visual arts has always been uh, interests of mine in my bathroom. Brandon's too, we, me and him were both drawers um, coming up. So like, uh Brandon has a picture of the Hulk in my bathroom that he drew. Um, and then I have visual art pieces that I've been working on. So I wanted to study under um, a visual artist, right? It just so happens the universe put one right at my reach. So, like, he's amazing. I mean, he shows in New York. He is He is the elder and by far the more proficient person in this field that I'm just, like, you know, looking to do things in but like in the past and I've known them for maybe two years but in that two years like I've gotten a gallery showing like I've gotten um mm. uh, uh, uh different curators like uh, consider my art and some of them were picked for uh things right like I'm getting my people are taking it seriously right so like the the pivot from poetry to visual artists hasn't been uh, you know, it's been it's been streamlined. It's, it's been, but it's only been streamlined because I know I am not novice, but like I am not proficient in this craft. Um yeah.
1: in the in the professional realm of it, you can consider right, novice, exactly, but, exactly. But what type of things are you learning from? Them?
0: Um, so that that's the the gallery. So like curators and getting gallery visits and everything else. Yeah, it is similar to poetry. So, like, you just need to be on the scenes where the stuff is happening. And when you're on the scenes, that is how you, like, Absolutely. will get people Absolutely. to, you know. And the same with poetry. If you're not at the open mic to recite your poem, people can't say you're dope. So it's like, right. you know, if I got to go to a gallery with my painting tied on my neck and just walk around, and introduce myself to people, you know I me. Mean? like let that be what it is. That's how you kind of get. And then once that happens, he said, it's, um, it's, it's, it's great. I have a little square and see, that's why I talk about art being one of those monetary things. It's a, it's a square this big Brandon. And I'm holding my, for the law, y'all listening, I'm holding both my fingers up and touching them together. It's this big. Um, one of the curators that was looking at some of my work, you know, was like, Oh, i love this. I'd love to buy this. And I didn't sell it. I was like, she gonna flip out if I say I want three hundred dollars for that, you know what I mean? And I said it to Stan, or Stan is my is who I'm uh, apprenticeship under, and he was like, "That's that's that's crazy cheap for that,
1: like go up." Wow, what? But that's the thing. It was like, it's it's about setting your own price, right? And it's, it's based on you know how, how, you know you're how passionate you are. I don't know, and especially for art, it's different because it's a it's a labor of love versus like working for X amount of hour, the the type of work you do for an hour wage. Right. Because like mm-hmm. I came up hourly wages was the only way I was making money. So so mm-hmm. I was I would do anything for an hour. Like It wasn't like anything. But even here's a perfect example. At Notre Dame, I was I didn't have a lot of money uh, the entire time, but I was extremely poor. Uh, the my senior year, I was doing an internship at WNDU. I didn't have money to eat, really, at that point in time. So I just tweeted out, is there anyone in the area that will let me work for them for a fee? This lady down the street, shouts out, Dorothy, she's still following me now. She's a a big supporter. She's always uh, liking things. But she had this, a bunch of weeds in her backyard. And I just pulled them. I won't say bitches, but no, I did. I pulled them bitches. I pulled them bitches for $10 an hour. And mm-hmm. then I recognized just how small of amount that was because I was getting mm-hmm. a lot done in mm-hmm. that hour. I was doing a mm-hmm. lot of gardening in this lady's backyard for $10 an hour. And I was just flipping mm-hmm. that for something to eat at rallies. I mean, not that it wasn't specifically that, but it was like once I had turned it into a candy bar and a Gatorade at, at Walgreens, I was like, Damn. Is,
0: I, am, <laughs> is, I am back broke again yeah things are,
1: aren't exactly even right now but uh but that it's, no, but, it's, it's, it's an important part to sacrifice to know those things so you can set your worth in a in a real realistic way like even now yeah. i'm doing my uh my freelance stuff like i have what i what i should think i should be paid per hour for being on my laptop and what's your what's your hourly let me put my hourly out there yeah why not so people know at least well because could, you know you could be more or less but anyways right now i'm thinking like at the high end it's 33 an hour to to do like certain specific editing and, and things like that but for x amount of jobs that i'm looking at that are paying more salary rates i'm willing to go down to the 24 to 25 just to have a, a set check that I, that I know is coming in. So like that is around what I'm, but like, if it's, if it's Fiverr that I'm uh, going on Fiverr and putting myself up there, I probably will cap it around. Um, you know, I'll probably cap it anywhere between 25 and, and, and 35 rate right,
0: right now. That is that and that is disrespectful. That is absolutely not, disrespectful. How long not, have you
1: been doing that? How long have you been doing that though? Um, Let's call it, I mean, yes, yeah, t- 2020. So let's call it five years.
0: Four years. All right. So five, four years. All right. Four yeah. years. First year going from zero, uh, zero to twenty five dollars, like zero to w- first year. You make no money. Twenty five dollars is you No, twenty five. Twenty
1: five for... was this, was the first
0: year around. That. OK, no, that's fine. That's fine. Twenty five. No, actually. But no, actually, but no it's, it's skewed because that
1: was with benefits and health insurance and things like that. So like that really. Is no, no, on no, the no, higher no, no. Side no, no, of no. things.
0: It is. I'm just thinking. Well, no, no, I know. I know that. And your world is different. Like you can't. Uh, I guess you don't have the wiggle room. I don't know. My I, my hourly rate is one twenty five.
1: Yeah, well, you're you're creating a poem
0: from scratch, and right. I mean, the editing. I mean, the editing that goes into that. I mean, that's teaching too, though. Like right. that's physical being in, or that's like doing. But the, you've been doing that two. longer. It's the
1: same thing when I was talking about the comedian thing. Like how uh, straight straight up, you straight are up, straight a straight comedian, up. like. I when I looked at it as much as I was like thinking about jobs in the industry for sports and stuff like that I've been covering mm-hmm. sports professionally only for 5 years. So like mm-hmm. that's like like that is that is it when like there's people in this industry and I and I my medium specifically was social media, right? There's people mm-hmm. in this industry that have been doing sideline reporting for 7 years regardless of if that first game was at a high school game or at a a a d3 uh football game like that's how Mm. long they've been doing it so the mastery is in doing the thing for x amount of time but like that number continues Mm. to move for me now that i'm on my independence level of things Mm. i'm resetting Mm. back to the beginning because i truly do believe quality ends up winning out in the end and it's not necessarily Mm. about my rate it's about prioritizing my time and how much i can monetize from my time because I I do think I do good work, but there are a lot of things that I think I need to learn. And that's why it's kind of going back to what you have learned because it is important to take a hit when the information that you get becomes so invaluable. I think the information becomes invaluable when you can repurpose it and tell it to someone else. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. actually you teach someone else. And then, and even with that, a lot of people don't want to do that because they feel like they're that's taking money out of their pockets. Mm -hmm. But for our, our thing, the thing where we're doing right now, like, it's very important for me to be able to communicate and, and help you learn specific things that I don't know. And then on right. the artistry level side and the creative level side, you to teach me the things you don't, especially on an entrepreneurial level side, teaching me things of how I can, I can maneuver and stuff like that. So yeah. So that's, that's is where we are right, for, for that. Cause I do think it is important for people to know that it is a process of sorts, but you just start working with the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, which is a huge thing. Those are people that are, writers professionally that come in and out of jobs but if you're messing with somebody in the wga that means there's a specific rate that isn't really negotiable and you just submitted a script to them
0: yeah 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 so um i'm not i was about to say i'm not working with them right i just i just bought some insurance for my script like can't nobody in the east coast take this idea so if you ever have a script y'all like if you ever so script writing that's that's another one of my seven right or screen playwriting and then also screen um and y'all, when y'all get these seven, the more you put experience points or things that you can look up or put on a resume in those seven, you can then charge more for those specific, like those different things. So like, this is my writing hat, right? This is my, uh, so yeah, um, I got a movie, uh, Hey y'all, whoo. I don't even want to say it out loud, cause hey, if don't it, do it, don't do it. Yeah, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say it out loud. Don't do but it. it's 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 good. Uh, y'all gonna it's love good. it. By the way, when we pitched this, I was like, I'll oh, save it. We'll just you describe the script
1: on air. He's not doing that anymore, so we're gonna move on.
0: Is that fair? Man, don't nobody listen to our podcast. All right. So look, <laughs> <laughs> it's called it's called. Y'all can't take your shit. I'm so serious. It's called All Cats Go to Hell. Okay, all cats go to hell. Um, and it starts I the off name. with I, just want, I don't know if you're waiting for something, I love the name. Continue, no, no, please. all right. Um, who hold on, let me pull up the synopsis. So, I want y'all to understand that, like, this is another thing that I I do regularly. Like, I go, and but why, I, you, why I, you
1: pull up the, the synopsis, to say how the process was for you to get it.
0: Oh, okay, right so, right so you right go right to. to You literally, hey, y'all, Google is your best friend. Literally, you can ask it questions and it'll tell you where to go to do things. A lot of people hit me up and say, hey, man, how do I start my LLC? How do I get my E&I, my business number, my business tax number? Like, bro, ask Google, man. It tells you exactly. But I don't do that. I literally do the work of finding the link and sending the link because I'm a nice guy. But that was unnecessary. But anyway, you go to the Writers Guild uh, association website. There's an East coast and the West coast. Um, that kind of makes me think I want to, cause you got, you definitely have fans on the West coast. Um, so after we get off this Absolutely. podcast, after, after I get off this podcast, I'm going to go and register my idea on the East coast or excuse me on the West coast website as well. But I went to the East coast website and registered my idea, my synopsis, um, I have no idea why this is so hard to find. Uh, so we'll move on until I can find it.
1: Well, you know, all cats go to hell is pretty I mean, I don't wanna say it's self explanatory, yeah. but I think we're all there. I think we're all thinking it. So Yeah, I don't we're even have
0: to it. I don't even have
1: to That's a really good idea. I was thinking that too. They all go yeah. to hell. Um I did wanna I did wanna talk specifically about the Grammys. Um and the mm. conversation surrounding the uh, not necessarily the clickbaity, like oh, did, did the weekend deserve to be nominated because I really don't care per se, per se mm-hmm. because there's plenty of like great, popular, famous artists that don't get nominated on a, on a yearly basis, and he's had his recognition, so um, not that you know one means the other, but I did think it was so interesting about I guess the pool to be represented there. Uh, Summer Walker, mm-hmm. she had a apparently had a really, really good uh, R&B album. I haven't heard it, uh, but she was not nominated for r uh, album of the year. No females were nominated for r album of the year. Uh, when it comes to uh, specifically hip hop, uh, there was not a bunch of rappers that you would expect to be in uh the the best best rap album the best rap song i can go through that bigger picture with little baby the box uh roddy rich laugh now cry later drake featuring Lil little dirk rock star, uh the baby uh featuring roddy rich and then savage remix uh The stallion and, and beyonce um those are the the best the best rap songs you know laugh now cry later feels like just like trying to get drake to show up at the virtual performance um but best rap albums was black habits from D smoke alfredo freddie gibbs and and alchemist uh a written testimony jay electronic also jay-z's on the album as well uh king's disease Nas, and jay-z is the
0: entire album that is a jay-z album and it's crazy that it's only jay
1: electronic uh, uh listed here but I, I go straight to hip hop and, and rap specifically because as artists that we, that the culture feels should be represented on the Grammys consistently are not like, I think the, one of the big snubs people thought that little baby's album, my turn should have been nominated for a rap album of the year. Um, he's really I mean, good. I, he, Oh, little baby is he's like, I, really I, I good. Really, really like little baby, but his, yeah, are, no, are, he's I... only been rapping for about four years. Like he was, hmm. uh, he was a soldier of sorts for the Migos for a very long mm-hmm. time, and they were just they wanted him to get on the straight and narrow. And I was like, you gotta get in the booth, and you gotta you gotta start spitting. So I'm especially happy about how his rise to fame. But my whole thing is every time the en- entities like the Grammys or the Oscars do a, they can't please everyone, right? Obviously, but as soon as something is something's not there that we think should be there for example a summer walker album in the best R B. um let me let me add that actually they they added a new car- category to best melodic rap performance which is i guess that i guess that's fair but best RB album was uh aunt clemens happy to be here gibeon take time luke james to feel loved uh, john legend bigger love and gregory porter all rise i haven't heard of Half of those artists, specifically me. But my whole thing is, why are we continuing to let entities that don't have our best interests at heart um, dictate how we feel about the art that is being made?
0: Because that's what happens when a lane is built and you're driving in it. You don't you don't control where the lane is going. You just drive on it. Now, if you want to stop driving on it, maybe get a bicycle so you can create your own path, that's being done. I think that um, it comes down to, like, reform versus revolution. Reformists just want to be recognized by the Grammys. Reformists want more women to be more Black, more people of queer, you know, like we want to insert ourselves into the structure that already exists that has exists instead of giving credence and actual like um giving actual energy to creating a different mechanism in which we recognize um talent in the world and to where it's it's given that same prestige, right? It's the Grammys. Ooh, it's, but, it's okay,
1: prestige. but let's let's move it to movies because here's a here's an example. Would you rather be personally? Would you rather mm-hmm. be Denzel Washington or Tyler Perry? Which one has more Oscars? Uh, Denzel Washington has been recognizes that, but Tyler Perry is someone who has made his own lane from you know from the very beginning, and it now has an empire around it where he's you know putting on a lot of different people and his movies aren't nominated for anything. but that doesn't mean he's not putting movies out and he uh, has to I don't think it's Oprah
0: fair. I don't like- think it's fair to compare the two. I think Tyler Perry is more of a Spike Lee ish. Like they could put them in the same category because you know, Spike Lee has been in his things that he directed and so on and so but forth. Spike so Lee is
1: like- also someone who has been, like the only Grammy that he's or right. Oscar that he's won is from Black Klansman, which just happened recently. And he, he's someone. who's yeah, that was constantly a, was chasing. Was but he's, he's constantly chasing the Oscars. And I'm saying I'm bringing a Tyler Perry because he's someone who constantly... he's denounced the Oscars in the sense because, yeah. because of the exact topic that that's we're great. talking about.
0: That's great. That's awesome. I mean, th- so that's the thing. It's like. So, yeah, would man, you rather be Spike I'm, I'm Lee or, or Tyler Perry? How about that? Right. Um. Ooh, Spike Lee, definitely. for the culture, I get to control my content. I am giving life to the black caricature more than feeding to the negative aspects of the black caricature um, or I'm putting context in it. Okay, that's fine too. Oh yeah, 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 no I'm saying yeah yeah, 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 definitely, definitely, definitely. But no, like revolution or reform, that's what it comes down to. like do you want to we keep having the first black? Right, we keep having the first black this, the first black yeah. that. And we will. It's like uh, when we remove ourselves from that structure, then we don't worry about that problem anymore. Like, um, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Angela Davis here. Lately. So we don't want to get too deep into the um, sociopolitical aspirations or lack thereof of any one group or sector of people. But if we're talking about the poor and impoverished people, the people who decide what music is being played on the radio, which decide who you know their 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 decision weighs heavily in the grammys to the point where the grammys get criticized every year for missing or skipping out on something that was genuinely made or genuinely thought to be uh life changing and artistic and experimental and just i mean they're never going to recognize i mean and, and think about who who votes in the grammys but i but
1: i, I guess i don't like blanketing and yeah. I know you didn't do this but I don't like blanketing it on a a race discussion cuz like uh Nicki it's Minaj came discussion. out but like Nicki Minaj came out and said that she deserved best new artist when she came out and instead they gave it to Bonnie Vere and in my opinion I prefer Bonnie Vare's music to Nicki Minaj's music. I don't care how many she had seven tr- track uh seven tracks in the top 150 billboards during this time period and she lost to that, and also I think Bon Iver might have won. I think he won an. Uh, uh, I think he won a Grammy for his album at, at that point in time too. So like obviously that's them kind of covering their butt. Like we get we gave we gave a, an album. Uh, we gave Best New Artist to somebody who won an al- uh, Won an, an Oscar. right. I'm sorry. I'm messing them up. Won a Grammy. Mm-hmm. So. And she said, "Yeah, they gave it to the white boy." She tweeted out, "She's like, you know what it is? They gave it to the white boy when I when I should have won." It's like, eh, well, it's that's based on taste as well. But the the Grammys as a whole isn't a popular music isn't a popular music award. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. The, the popularity category to, is for that.
0: Yeah, you're not playing to your fan base. You're playing to. Uh, I feel like rich people on yachts who say. What, what are the kids listening to these days? And then, like, one of the very young women who are there in a bikini says, well, this is what we're listening to. And it's like whatever she puts on the, you know, puts on the, her playlist, that's, right. who, that's how they're determining the Grammys.
1: Well, like, so obviously um, the people who vote for the Grammys are people who have all worked on things that have been nominated for Grammys. So as soon as you've worked on something, mm-hmm. you get you get a, a vote. A, a buddy of mine, uh, Jordan Lewis, shouts out to him. He oh, worked cool. on uh, Bur- Birds in the Traps uh, singing night with Travis Scott's album. So he has a vote, but I don't know how much he's into the weeds for um, you know, a D smoke album. Like, I'm not sure, but for, and I just want to shout out the best rap performances because it is kind of a tricky thing. So best rap rap performance is like a single or a track and deep reverence, big Sean featuring Nipsey. So I honestly just think they do a lot of post mosh. If someone passed and is respected, then they often like put them in the Grammy nods. Cause I, I liked big Sean's album. I don't think deep reverence was a, Grammy worthy, but speaking of that, Pop Smoke, uh, RIP. Dior was another was best rap performance nominated. Uh, Bop by the baby, little baby is the bigger picture. Savage, Meg Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce, and then Louisville native Jack Harlow, What's Poppin' was was nominated. So we have somebody uh, from from Louisville uh, nominated for a. a you read a the. Grammy.
0: Can you read just the titles again? Just
1: read just the yeah. titles going down. Uh, Best Rap Performance for Rap nominations are Deep Reverence, Bop, What's Poppin', The Bigger Picture, Savage,
0: and Dior. Is that not, like, the lexicon of some, like, rich person trying to be cool? It's like the things that they would say anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, bro, you got to have a deep reverence. Uh, Oh, my god. Yeah, bro, this this is my bop. Oh Um, my gosh! This is what's this is what's popping. What's the other one? You just Uh, said the bigger picture. You got it. You got to see the bigger picture. You got to
1: see it. Hey, this track right here is savage. (laughs) (laughs) So that is how you. What's that you got on? Is that Dior? Dior, Dior you have.
0: We're gonna put that in the Grammy, (laughs) right? That is fair. So I think I think I think, I, I think I broke the formula, and people just need to get on that train, like what do you think uh, somebody at shopping these shoes are to die for Ugh, to die for to die you got that ass i would die for, die for class i would die for oh but you know? i did
1: think it's uh, speaking of uh, of race in general Justin Bieber feels like he's on the opposite of a of a race yeah. discussion. He Welcome. felt like he purposefully made his album yep. Yummy to be yep. an RB album. He said, uh, mm-hmm. let me say specifically uh what he said. Uh that album, Justin Bieber's album changes. This is for the album changes. He put it out in February 2020, uh, nominated for Best Pop Album, along with like Taylor Swift's folklore and a bunch of other things that are probably more traditionally pop. Um, but Justin Bieber said this on Instagram. I am very meticulous and intentional about my music. With that being said, I set out to make an R&B album. Changes was and is an R&B album. It is not being acknowledged as an R&B album, which is very strange to me. It's like that's
0: strange. Like, uh, yeah, dude, you, uh, just, just, Justin, Justin, you are, yeah, you white. I was about to say that's exactly what I was going to say. I was (laughs) like, white, and you're from Canada. (laughs) You're, you're white, bro. You get put in the pop. Is no, there's no. Is Tory Lanez in pop? I don't think he'd be, he comes, no. to, he sometimes gets in a rap. No, not in the conversation. No, I mean, he's not. He's def def not. Def to, anyway, Don't we're say not. we're not going to talk about don't him, it. Don't but, say it, don't say it, don't say it. Yeah, but, but, yeah. But, you, but you're, but no, you're, 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 you're white, bro. Like um, you, as much as you don't want to be Justin Timberlake to the Grammys and to people again, who say what's popping Dior now what's popping. That's a Louisville thing. Maybe. Um. That's a Jack Harlow thing. That's what that is. Right. Uh if you if you if you are not one of those categories, bro. And then you know, you're gonna be Justin Timberlake, bro. I mean, it's it's just uh He can't but you can't be just well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, he is Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake makes R and B albums. I don't care what nobody say. Every every Justin Timberlake not song ever, no I've ever listened here. Everyone. He made one country song that I heard, and like okay, but come on, bro. We know you usher. You you the you the lighter, the, but I think
1: fan. I think just Justin Timberlake gets Robin Thicke status, and he's not fat. Robin Thicke makes
0: R B music every time he go, jumps on wax
1: or or something that's it's considered. I pop.
0: guarantee you, has he been nominated for a Grammy? And if so, Robin was it in a pop? Yeah, was it in a pop chart or was it in R and B category? Like I feel like because you know, again we t- and you say race race is in every aspect of American culture and it always boils down to, I don't care what nobody say. Um, when we think about, when we think about Blurt Lines, Blurt Lines was, uh, his first
1: nominee was, uh, on Carter three, cause he had a song with, with Lil Wayne, um, on that, on that album, but, uh, best pop duo group performance, Blurt Lines, best pop vocal album, Blurt Lines, Best think about the lines and he got
0: sued out the butt for that, for that. Yeah, album. I but know. Anyway, I know. Um, but That's think Omar about okay. that. Think about the origins of the Grammys, right? When they used to take black songs and put a white singer in doing the song and then it moved to the pop charts and then it ended up charting on the pop. This is when, when the early years, you know, uh, Boney James, I mean, all, uh, Otis Redding, not Otis Redding, uh, I mean, little Richard. All from from when 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 people were making, black people were making good R and B music. It was a white face was put on it, and then it went to the pop charts. Oh yeah, that I is, mean Elvis
1: Presley is the biggest example of it. Elvis Presley. Yes. So that Memphis. is all we see.
0: That is all we see. We see a remnant of that to the point where now the people, the white people, doing. I'm not going to say black music anymore because music is music, but the white people that are. They're wanting into the black section. I guess but,
1: music, music that black people made popular is a fair way to, to
0: articulate that. OK, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, I think that that's when I think that's where we're that's where we're at or we're seeing the remnants of that. Like our past is our present. What will be our future? You
1: know? So when you say the reform versus revolution in this conversation, let's, let's bring the grammys and oscars in as a whole you you're thinking that these nods to representation of like a d smoke uh who i don't know i know i found out you tweeted about him, him and sir brothers i need to stop i need to focus on one topic at one this reform versus revolution certain nods to like yeah actually Royce 59 five nine with the allegory that's a very uh rap lyricist underground ish heavy uh concept for an album for a rap album specifically the fact that that's nominated for a grammy feels like it's a step in the right direction but you say that's actually reform. what does revolution look like in this in this in this sense when it comes to the grammy and the oscars
0: revolution looks like will smith jay-z and somebody in a in a other Nas league. Nas hasn't won a Grammy and
1: and Nas. he and he's 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 got nominated for King's Disease which I really really like that album that's a really solid album start start to finish.
0: Every rapper that you know had feels some type of way about the Grammy or musician make a coalition like you built Title and Title ends up being the judge of like they hire these cre- critics and you get a vote depending on your streams, right? Or something like that, or projects that you worked on in your streams. like. And then that is your basis for voting. That is a new strata. That is a new uh, mode. It looks like the one that we left, but it's catered to these things that we have. I just don't like uh, automatically
1: saying like, oh, well, we have the BET Awards. It's like, well- Ever since Quincy Jones sold no. that to Viacom, I don't really yeah. see that as nope. like our thing. Like Definitely I understand it's 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 the I don't want to say it like this. I might as well. It's like the definition of blackface. Like it's mm. I, I understand that it is a representation of what we want to see from us. But it, if it's not at its core owned and operated by us, then I still have to call a spade a spade and say that this right. is
0: not because what is what this is, is not the solution. Right? Right. Blackface originally or blackface is the original cultural appropriation, right the the original uh, adopting or you know, co-opting someone's culture to exaggerate it or so on and so forth. So um, yeah, man. No that's I think that's I think I think it doesn't have to be that if or 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 I mean will Smith, the first person, the first rapper to protest the Grammys. Will Smith was the very first rapper to protest the Grammys and he was followed by um, more artists that weren't uh, nominated or well, like and he were... was nominated. He was nominated though. Like he was the first like Ooh, black. That's,
1: that's, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the the first hip hop artists or the first rap
1: album to win album of the year was mm-hmm. speaker box and love below. And you can argue that the love below was a whole other genre of music mm-hmm. in its, in it, as a whole. Like it was like mm-hmm. a, at its core, like m- more so of an R&B album in itself. So I don't know, that was, a, it that was felt like a big step when it happened, but it's it was like, pop not, though,
0: right? How many, how right? many songs are, yeah, yeah, oh
1: it was pop, it was pop. Even how many even, songs, even I like the way you move is pop, in my opinion, in a, in a, in a, in a way. And shout out Sleepy Brown,
0: shout out Sleepy Brown.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, uh, I was about to say we're coming up on the end of it. I want you to talk about Christmas as a whole. Dad had a big issue with you coming at uh, Christmas and capitalism. He, for some reason, he wasn't—he didn't really know uh, that you didn't mess with Christmas like that. But he did inform me that I was—I'm not, not necessarily in the wrong, but like you were alluding to before, we don't know when the hell Jesus was born. <laughs>
0: So so like nobody was there like, bro, I brought him some frankincense, bro. But but I but, but, but I will say this
1: man. on Christmas, because I did read this, on Christmas, something about Jupiter and another star lining up to create this very, very bright looking star that will happen on the twenty fifth. And it's gonna be the first time in 800 years. And they say it is the star that led the wise men to where Jesus was born in the manger that you talked about the last episode. So um Go ahead. What you got? You got anything, uh, to to take down Christmas this week?
0: Y'all, y'all mean to tell me it was snowing in the Middle East (laughs) and and and, like a cold prostitute and her boyfriend went to this manger and she was just like suddenly pregnant. Like, there's a when did you stop believing in Santa Claus, Brandon?
1: Um. I think it was around the same time as you, but I, but think about that when it was around you, I was two years younger. So that's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Would, yeah. And, and technically you would think more scars, but yeah. Uh, I I say I guess what I don't want to take your thunder by saying an age that's that doesn't match up. <laughs> so I don't just, know age. Okay, I don't well, know ages. me. me oh, I, no, I would sorry. say I was. I was. I would say I was. I would say five or six. I think six is our lean six. six. Is six is probably it. So you're probably
0: around eight. Eight. I, I imagine. Mm-hmm. So it's like imagine. Listen, at eight years old, you you conceptualize or you understand the world a lot more than you understood it at four or five. Um, right. The exciting moments of like going down, and then there's just like gifts that appear. That's awesome. Like that is a great little fantasy, but when we boil it down, when we put it in a pot, it's a lie.
1: Okay. It's, it's okay, a, It's a lie. It is, it is that. And it's a, like it's a is lie.
0: Important. I do this thing it's important, but I
1: think it will be fun to tell our listeners how we found
0: out that Santa was not real. We sitting in our beds the night before Christmas, me and Brandon was asleep. And all through the house. Go ahead, I'm sorry. We hear the sound of a toy Jeep, a remote control Jeep. Yeah. We open up and say, we've got to see more. Maybe Santa had just came through the door. <laughs> we made a crack
1: no, no, in the no. light.
0: We could see our mother's boyfriend playing with our toys with delight. <laughs> well, then I said, this can't be good. I guess Santa doesn't fly to the hood. No, <laughs> no, like, you know, we saw, we saw, we, we, saw cut. we saw, right, right, right. We saw, we saw uh, our mom's friend, our mom's boyfriend, shout out Drew, bro. Um, no,
1: no, 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 no. Shout out Drew and shout out him because he still is in mom's life. But it was Tim R.I.P. Damn. Yeah. It was Tim. Yeah. First of that's also the reason I like to mention. Can't be mama's putting mama's
0: business all out on Well, this no, stuff, I've, I've
1: said this on multiple platforms. that have more listeners. Uh, okay good tim uh
0: yeah. was was, was well, let's was, not go down that. that's what well, I'm, I'm saying it's
1: the first time i said it's the first time that we we had gone to a, a prison and my father worked at a prison so the first time we went to a prison to visit somebody was to see tim and he was a good dude but he he did he was the one who uh eliminated that for us he said specifically uh verbatim maybe i've remembered this at this point in time he says uh ain't no santa claus your mama worked for all these uh for all these toys
0: um and I and literally that's exactly what he said mm-hmm. and I didn't cry right uh but I was hurt like <laughs> I was I was like I was very hurt but then that spiraled so y'all as I got older right that spiraled not only are you lying to your kids right you are making your kid you are giving credit for your hard work to mm. a fat white man all right you are giving you are giving the credit for your hard work every year to a fat white man a that is fat abs- white man a old fat white man yeah. a magical old fat white man Ooh. like how much more would your one. children get how much more would your children get if they knew that what what you put into that to get that like if if i put on my ps like i'm going to give my son a ps P, ps5 i wouldn't give my son my son's four. he would not <laughs> no, really. know what to do with that but It'll give my son bad. a ps5 and then i'm going to put like on it uh i taught 6 weeks of poetry at a school or taught six weeks of poetry at You're gonna a school. put the receipt on the thing like no they need to know what was done to get this all right I put up and maybe put up uh put up with stacy's stupid stories right that's just a alliteration thing i don't know okay. who stacy is but like she's somebody at work and she tells stupid stories mm-hmm. like i went through this so that you can have this how much more would kids get if they knew that
1: I don't know. I don't know if the credit is important to them. I I do think that what you're alluding to is like a um, yeah, it's like a uh, letting kids in behind the curtain, if you will, on the credit that where credit is supposed to be dispersed on this magical day. And it's not to a mystery man. It is to the people that have clothed and fed you and have a roof over your head uh, up until this point. And obviously it changes like we 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 My mom and dad got divorced when our our mother and father got divorced when I was two and Lance was four. And my dad definitely cares about Christmas more so than we or than my mom did. Like, I think in high school at a certain point in time, my mom was like, Y'all get money whenever y'all need some money, right? She's like, Yeah. She's like, You want to, can we slow down on this Christmas thing? I'm like, You know what? Yeah, I'm good. Like, we got the tree up, you know, it's in the attic. We have the holidays, be together and stuff, but we we don't have to, we don't have to, we don't have mom have to take a loan out to, to, to get us some stuff that Lance going to end up losing.
0: If y'all, if (laughs) y'all, if y'all, if y'all, and then also y'all have to understand that is the first time you're lying to your children. Mm. So as adults, we are all grown adults. And if you were like, really had to think about it, when was the first time I realized my parents lie? Right. And then you could go back to Christmas, Easter, uh, something else that, creates a material thing from something where you don't know where that material comes from it's why people don't know about rent people don't know about mortgages people don't know about all the little things and financial things you know and you need to know in life like they don't know about it because stuff magically appears but and i'm lying to my kid do you want to lie to your kid that's what i'm saying like and then if you lie hold on wait if you lie more like, don't let that be the first time that they realize you lied to them, because now if you are going to continue to lie, they're going to second guess and prejudge everything that comes out your mouth. I mean, you lied about Santa. Maybe I maybe I so, you. so ain't
1: my daddy. But I think the truth of the matter, and this is maybe the scarier part is that at the at its core, we don't care about a lie if it benefits us,
0: mm, which is
1: worse. I mean, it's, 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 that's conditioning. Worse. it's conditioning for sure. And it, it may not be right or wrong, but that's the God honest truth. Like it's, it's what president Obama was thinking for eight years. He was like, should we tell them about this alien that just landed here? He's like, nah, they're going to let it ride. You know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, omission of truth, some, a lie in any sort of ty- way, shape or form, if it benefits us, we don't, we just, people, we don't let people, it re- people let it say,
0: ride. people say you're taking away the spirit, the, the magic of Christmas. Uh, if you are a Christian, you don't believe in magic, right? You believe. In- <laughs> no, you do. You believe in the magic of Jesus Christ. And mir- because Jesus You believe is in a miracle. mi- miracles. You believe yeah. in miracles. You don't necessarily that's believe in magic. There, I know there's a lot of Christian sects that believe magic is evil and so on and so forth. Right. Okay. So like yes, yes, yes. one. Like people that that's don't like a lot of Christians don't believe in reading Harry Potter books. Come on. Uh, there, there's there's all types of. uh but we talked about that last week um but when i to, to those people that say like i'm killing it for kids or i'm like destroying my childs no i'm not i am raising a pragmatic practical child yeah. like yeah. i am which raising I feel like which i feel like i would have had, because i
1: was f- 5 at the time or 6 when i found out christmas was and then it didn't exist. Mm. and mom told us very very specifically don't tell the rest of your kids in school that but i felt like i had a level of su- superiority over these yep. these poor kids that, that poor believe kids sing, and I, I just, I when it comes imagine, to lie, I, stay imagine quiet, you to high I stay quiet because I was like, you know what, that's ain't, ain't on me. If their parents were kept let, kept letting that lie ride, that's on them. But
0: I know the truth, and I'm better than you because I know the truth. <laughs> think, think, oh my God, Brandon! Think about the how how far you get down. Like, imagine being in high school, you were a freshman in high school, and they like, you still believe in Santa Claus? What are you talking about? I know Santa Claus is real, right? Because that parent. Is Christmas is so magical to them? They kept up this lie to this kid is about to be joked on but, savagely. But to talk
1: about the, the people who still believe that the election is rigged. Like sometimes there's there's people that like still believe in in Santa Claus in the high school. Like I know one person specifically they said that they knew, they thought they believed in Santa Claus till like junior year of high school. And the entire time they when people was like denouncing it, it was like all oh, these poor people they still think Santa's <clears throat> <stand> fake. <laughs> How embarrassing.
0: <laughs> podcast, uh, Podicle Sons podcast, episode seven. We will get into the capitalistic nature of Christmas and why it is bad that that guy was looking. The reason why he was looking down on those poor souls, because capitalism puts mm. you, you know, it, it makes you uh, look down on the poor people who don't believe in uh, your 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 capitalism. Also we're going to talk about on the next uh episode about Christmas um how you know you trying to keep up with the clauses and that's literally a a, a billion dollar corporation. So mm. we're gonna we are gonna, gonna talk about that.
1: Yeah we're gonna talk about it. I I, I enjoy it. whatever this episode was, I enjoyed it and I liked I like doing it. I did too. Um yeah I too. well I, I we I feel like we may have lost people uh at certain point in times but we'll let the people talk to us. Uh shout out to uh, Kilo Designs, Kyle. Uh, he had a very, very funny comment and on YouTube said, uh, ending the episode with Bye Bye is the most Lance thing ever. <laughs> 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 funny and true. But uh, we're gonna be putting the episodes up on YouTube for you guys to look at, it, subscribe to us on audio. This is something that we are going to continue to do. Speaking of entrepreneur, like yeah, we man. honestly think that we are get better, and as we get better, more eyes will be on us and we just we just love being able to talk to our friends and families through this medium. So we thanks everybody for listening.
0: And we're going to be bringing on guests, y'all. We're it's not yes. going to just be me and Brandon. Like we're going to have more people on, more family members. We definitely going to bring Uncle Manny on. So, like, y'all don't shout even trip. We're going to we're going to it's, it's an opportunity for y'all to really get to know um, the Newman folks. And
1: be a part of this startup that is that is our brand and, and, and what we're doing here. So so uh, shout out to that um, until the next one.
0: Yeah, thoughts and prayers to you. Thank you. Um, we, uh, we are we. That was a good end, so I don't really want to get. Oh yeah, in, no, but we got
1: quick thoughts and prayers. Quick thoughts and prayers. Yeah, quick, I keep quick, doing quick, it. Quick I keep doing
0: thoughts it. Uh, thoughts and prayers. It's I want to give uh,
1: thoughts and prayers to uh, um, Ball State, one of my alma maters. Mm-hmm. Where I, you said the BFA, I, it's funny because I do have a BA and a MA um, in, in, <laughs> in, in in things. So shouts out, but where I got my master's, Ball State, the football team, uh, two of the youngest coordinators in division one football are Tommy Reese, my homie that I played with. He's the defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. They're undefeated. They're going on to the ACC championship game, uh, Later on this week, and then the second one is Tyler Stockton, my homie. He played defensive line with me. He was played at Notre Dame, and he's the defensive coordinator at Ball State. This is his first defensive coordinating job, and they are one game away from going to the MAC Championship in Detroit, and just a really, really oh. good, historically good season for them. So I wanted to shout out Tyler Stockton, especially in all the work he's doing at Ball State. So uh, thoughts of prayers. Oh, oh,
0: okay. Thoughts of prayers to, Dope. Dope. Okay. And and prayers to um, everybody who's messed with us. I don't even have any. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I have thoughts and prayers that I've been sending up, yes. and you know, they're not like magic. You can say them out loud too, and they'll come. But what?
1: Ooh, I've been trying to pray on the podcast so much. Like I don't know if this is like the religiousness in me, but like Willie was like, "Hell no, we're not doing that." And I was like, you know, one time eventually, one time I'm gonna mm. say a nice
0: little, little freestyle Christian prayer on this, <laughs> and then I'm gonna say a uh, 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 uh a European one. Okay. I don't know where that okay. is. Is that religion? Okay. We're going to find out what that
1: is when they, we it's do it. A, it's a religion. All right. Now, um, <laughs> yeah. Shouts out to everybody. Uh, my teeth look good right now. I mean, I've been doing My, it my teeth are looking terrible. I've been yeah, trying right to right, like not, Trish, not been see brushing them.
0: them. Mm. Why wow. mm. are you pointing it out?
1: No, I'm just, I I just saw my
0: camera. No, what no, what no, what no. Look, no. Like, look like I got I veneers my- in right now. I got to stop smoking. Mom, that's literally There's just, my mouth looks like an ashtray. I need to get it together.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, see what it is. Yeah. But, anyways, uh, yeah. Okay, bye bye. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Particle, particle sons, bye bye.